Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Wealthy Podcast. We are very warmly welcoming this week one of our great partners from Morton Real Estate here in Sydney, Darren Davis, and of course, Dominic Neshi from Wealthy. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, Steph. Hi, Dom. Hey, mate. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Yeah, I think about you often, which sounds a bit weird over the podcast, but I'm glad that you called the other day because I'm like, this is one person that we need to get on the show. You and Steph go way back. You've known each other for a while now, so I thought this is a great opportunity for us to sit and have a chinwag. No, I'm really excited. It's great to be here. Good to see you all again as well. I'm so glad you're joining us, Darren. We've got more in common than just our surnames, so it's always nice having a ch- having a chat and having a catch up. But this week, I'm really excited to chat to you about more than just property. Uh, we are working with lots of our partners all over the country at the moment, finding some great opportunities out in the marketplace. But today, we wanted to really talk to you about your property story and uh, and really hear about how you got into property and some of some of the things you've learned along the way. Okay, well, uh, starting with, I purchased my first property, God, it would have been 20 years ago now, and I actually bought in a suburb of Sydney that was quite dodgy at the time, (laughs) uh, Redfern, and it has since um, come along, so great uh, suburb now, so close to the city. But I took advantage of the government incentive that was available back then when the banks were lending, um, you didn't have to have a deposit, it was 0%. The way I got into the market, though, I had to ask my mum and dad to go guarantor with their property, and I bought a little one-bedroom off the plan in one of the back streets of Redfern. Can I just... Did anyone tell you not to do it? Everybody told me not to do it, Dom. <laughs> and and what, what drove you to do it? Of course, everyone told me not to, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Look, it was just one of those gut feelings that I had. It was... Uh, Redfern was a very fringy subject uh, suburb. Um, still a little bit dangerous, I guess, in in the public's eye. But I just thought, I looked at sort of the infrastructure there, you know, I bought right next to the Redfern train station. I just knew there was something in my gut that was telling me that that suburb is really going to take off in about five or ten years' time. And in fact, I held that property for four years. I I still remember I bought it for 307,000 off the plan. I held it for four years and I sold it for 498,000. So... Uh, you know, right. and, and a young guy, That's that was quite a bit of money for me, so... That's quite a bit of money for anybody, mm. especially when you bought it. What was that, like 50 years ago or something? A big part of that. How rude. I think it was more like 20, but anyway. <laughs> what a great story, Darren. So you had your first property purchase, you generated some great capital growth, and then yep. were you able to leverage that into another purchase? 100%. And then what I did from there is, and another great story, um, a girlfriend of mine, we were just power walking around Waterloo one day and we stumbled onto a display suite for diversity and we got home and I said hey do you want to buy another property I've got you know spare 30,000 she had the same so we rang up and then we bought off the plan and um, again we just sold that last year making another 200,000 on that one so yeah we've done pretty well and from then I bought another one and I'm in the market again now looking for myself. So Darren something that's coming through is that like you you obviously know real estate well you've been in it for a long time and in these stories, I'm picking up that it's not the numbers and sense that drove the sale. It was your gut. It was an emotion. Or can you tell us a little bit how you felt going through the process? Was there fear? Was there anxiety? Was there excitement? Like, w- w- give us a little bit more about how you felt mm. about that. Because people say, don't buy with emotion. But 
You're in real estate, it sounds like you have been. Uh, look, I, I, I would disagree. I, I think do buy with emotion. I think a, a real estate is an emotional purchase. What got me sort of, um, I guess, into real estate, real estate was just the excitement of being able to buy. My mindset has changed a little bit differently now when I do sort of look at numbers as well, but it still has to be that gut feeling, you know, that really excitement that you get when you buy property. And it just has to feel right. You know, it's situations present themselves like the Redfern property and the Waterloo property and it just felt right to buy at the time. Um, you know, we had the money, we took a bit of a risk, I guess people would say. Um, but there was just something in me just saying, buy it, buy it. And I think sometimes we can overthink things when we're buying property. Mm. It's always such a big purchase and, and for, for all of us, I believe, it's a, a huge amount of money to invest in, in mm. bricks and mortar. Um, but Darren, what I heard there was that you said it came back to those infrastructure elements of the area and we look at this a lot with all of our clients for picking any any area, whether it's investment, buying a development site, whatever I'm looking at uh, in property is that, is that the fundamentals that it comes back to in terms of matching the property to, to your clients and also when you buy property, you're looking at those fundamentals that tick all your, all your boxes and meet your criteria? Yeah, look, 100%. I think what I'm sort of looking for as well is a opportunity. So I'm looking for um, those areas to purchase into that the infrastructure is not quite there, that you know, you know that you've got to do a bit of research. For example, mm -hmm. like around Waterloo, um, you know, we've got the Sydney Metro coming in, we've got all the Housing Commission estates moving out to the Greater West. So you do need to do your research and understand where you can make some capital. Um, so I tend to look for those little fringy sort of suburbs that are gentrifying and they're not quite there yet. So you're looking for things that have the opportunity for change. You're 100%. saying it's not 100% there yet. Yeah. And when you're looking at the actual properties, is there anything to you that... What are your hot buttons? What are the things that normally get you excited? Like obviously you, you like an area, mm. but then when you get down to the individual apartment or townhouse or house or whatever, is there things to you or in your mind that stand out that you're like, hey, this is unique or that's what's gonna drive the price in this property? Look, there are, I sort of look for things. Uh, I bought off the plan, so they were brand new, but now I'm looking in the market again. I'm looking for something that just has a little bit sort of like a bit of a warehouse vibe or something like that, whenever you can sort of get something with a little bit of a heritage feel mm. or needs a bit of work, that's sort of what I'm looking for now. Mm. Um, and I think that very term warehouse or heritage, if you've got that in there somewhere, uh, I don't think you can go wrong. Mm. But I think, it, again, just getting back to what we talked about earlier, it is just a gut feeling. You know, I just walk in and there's something about purchasing real estate. I guess it's a bit like retail when you're going to buy clothes. You either like it or you don't. And sometimes it's hard to put your finger on what you're actually, do you know what I mean? Like what you're actually yeah. liking. It is just really an emotion. I always, uh, I always think about when I'm looking at buying property, I want to know that I would happily live there because I know that that's always going to drive the highest rents. And then when I go to sell my investment property in five, seven, 10, 20 years time, I want ideally to have two owner occupiers at that auction bidding against each other so that I can sell at the peak of the market and get the best price. So I think that's where those emotional ties really come into our purchasing decisions. Oh, look, 100%. So if you're buying an investment, you are still looking at your return on investment, the yield and so forth. But I agree with you, Steph. I would absolutely only buy if I could see myself living there as well. That's yeah. a good one. I really mm. like that one. I mean, 
I like the idea of going into a property, understanding the numbers, but then allowing yourself to kind of fall in love with it in a way. Yeah. It is a business transaction. It is an investment. Mm. But there's no reason why you can't enjoy the process or you know, uh, be taken away by some of that emotion, by some of the drama, by some of the, the theater of what this thing is, whether it's an amazing view or if it's, you know, the, the huge amount of the light that's coming in or the, the choice of, you know, the, the stone or the design, like allow that to come into the decision-making process because as you're saying, an owner-occupier will have that same feeling. And if you have two, three or four people having that, and that's when the price starts really driving. And you've seen that in your auctions and yeah. you know, pricing wars between buyers that just have to have this property. Yeah, exactly. Look, and I think sometimes that we do overthink. Um, look, I have these buyers that, you know, I only want north facing or I only want east facing. And I think it's really important to not overthink that either because, it, you know, you could have a south facing apartment which has a great outlook or a north facing, but there's a building in front of you. So I guess just don't get bogged down you know, on the on the aspect, you know, really get in, have a look at the property and just see what it's got to offer. I know you've got a question, so I want to jump in on that mm. one there because that's a really good point. Um, we were doing, um, in Redfern, there's a number of towers there. And I remember a client saying, listen, I only want north facing, north facing, north facing. And in Redfern, north facing, you look in the city. Mm. But I remember there was a whole bunch of apartments in the southern side that weren't going to be built out. And you had, because Redfern's quite high, it, it slopes down towards Botany and then you have all of these gorgeous views of the exactly. water and, and you can see the airport, you see the planes coming in and taking off and yeah. I was like, that's a pretty good view too. Oh, 100%. It's like the west-facing you know, apartments. Look, if you're looking out onto beautiful parks or trees where you've got that filtered west light, why would you discount a western-facing uh, apartment? No, I like that, sitting yeah. in the afternoon having a glass of wine or you know, yeah. juice or whatever. Or vodka. Particularly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or two. <laughs> <laughs> or a pinot or a red wine yeah, if, let's you're, do it if all. you're a wine girl. <laughs> Darren, I loved what you said earlier about when you purchased in Redfern, you had mm. everyone telling you not to buy. Yep. And I think the people around us always have an inevitable impact on our decisions. And I, it, it made me think back to when I bought my first property at 21. I was working for a very good developer at the time and, and bought in one of the first projects. But I, I still remember how difficult and, and scary that was because even though I was in the game, I had complete confidence and trust in the product. I knew it would work and I had a great gut feeling. I still had people around me saying, no, Steph, you should buy a house and land package or you should do this, you should mm. do that. In Canberra at the time, there was this new land rent scheme. So lots of young young people were renting land, by building houses and then selling and, and making the profit. Unfortunately, the regulations changed and they couldn't um, mm. take take that la later down the track. But I remember going through that process and everyone telling me different things, and it made it quite difficult. Um, so, what was your experience? How did you how did you handle people telling you not to buy in in that area? Uh, basic. Well, it was my mum and dad that were really really concerned. I mean, I have a I had a uh, sadly my parents are no longer around, but I had a very close relationship with my mum that would come up and visit me every weekend wherever I was living, and. Um, she would actually jump on the train and come up to Redfern and then I'd walk and, and pick her up. I guess to answer the question, it was just I knew within myself that this suburb was going to take off. Um, everybody's an expert as well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think it is just believe in yourself, believe in your convictions, 
understand why you're doing it and um, just go for it and don't listen to the naysayers, I guess. Yeah, that's such great advice. Yeah. Such great advice. And, and and that's, I must admit, a shameless plug here. That's why I love working with Wealthy because when we meet our clients and we go through the process of, of helping them with their investment journey, they're always looking at everything and and then making the decisions based on what they like the most. So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Great. Trusty gut. You, you've bought quite a, a bit of property mm. and, you know, you're in the industry, you're, you're a very successful agent locally, you've helped buyers buy lots of property. Um, do you still feel a bit scared or do you still ever get like a, you know, a little bit worried or a bit of trepidation when you're buying other assets? Is it all, is it all excitement and happiness or do you still feel a bit like, oh, you know, does it, you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, I do know. Uh, look, I'm a little bit older now, Don. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> so the excitement sort of gone out of it. And look, certainly, for example, I've just um, I made a business decision last year to self manage my super fund. So I'm now buying property mm. through my self uh, managed super fund, and that would be my next step. So I'm putting a different hat on. So I am sort of looking at okay, long term investment. The excitement still has to be there, I think, when you're buying real estate and when you're buying property. I think it just gets back down to that, you know, that emotional connection you have with the property. So even though I am thinking a little bit more in terms of dollars and cents and, you know, where is this going to put me in another five years' time financially, um, it's, I still get a buzz out of buying property. You still have to have that excitement. Do you feel any of the fear? Not really, actually, no. Because I wouldn't be going into this sort of transaction or into this exercise if I, I th if I was overextending myself. I mean, I see. You know what I mean? You've yes. got to be able to sort of be in a position where, look, if I don't make the capital return in five years or if I lose a bit of money, you know, my life's not going to be dramatically impacted. So I think that's the thing. It's when people start overextending themselves or living to pay their mortgage, then that would take the excitement out of it and you start to feel a little bit more stressed than you should be. So what I'm hearing is because you understand or you've got the experience to understand what the risks are and you, you, you know what the cash flow scenarios look like and you understand those numbers, that takes a lot of the fear and out of the deal because you say, well, the worst that could happen is X, Y or Z and I'm okay with that. 100%, yeah. It's a calculated decision, yeah. Understood. Bit like going to the casino, Don. Just but take five hundred dollars and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ever take your take your ATM card. Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> you've got your budget. Stick to the budget. That's. I think that's the key. It's yeah. like you know you've got your budget. Understand the incentives that are out there as well, particularly for first homeowners, and take advantage of ev anything that's out there because we don't know how long they're going to be around for. You know, the first homeowners we're seeing a massive. Um, buy a pool of first homeowners that are taking advantage of the stamp duty exemptions. I literally just sold a one bedroom over in Zetland um, and I didn't even know this government incentive was there where the buyers are allowed to exchange on 5% and then the government kick in the rest. So, you know, all right. of these sort of incentives are there. Take advantage of them and do your research. Uh, are you talking about the, the guarantee? The government yes. guarantees up to 20% so you don't have to pay the lender's mortgage insurance. Exactly, and yeah. it's limited numbers as well. Now, yeah. this sort of come across my desk and I actually wasn't aware of it. And um, it was only until the vendor wanted to release the deposit to purchase something else that we worked out that she couldn't because the government were assisting with this scheme. But there's a lot of sort of incentives out there for first homeowners and I guess investors as well. So I've, I've spoken to a couple of clients and 
they've got something in their head. They want to go out and buy, you know, $1.2 million place in the eastern suburbs, you know, two-story walk-up, you know, older building, whatever. And that's their strategy. And not that I ever want to take people away from their, their dreams, but I often say there's government incentives or there's a developer rebate. There's things out there. There's free money. Yeah. Go and take it. 100%. And don't be afraid to negotiate either. Like if you are buying from a, from a developer or, or something that's brand new and they may not be offering a stamp duty exemption, but go in hard and ask for it. I mean, you know, you don't know what you're going to get until you ask for it. So. Oh, we ask for everything and, and more. me too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I generally get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the best way. Yeah, the best it is. Way. Um, but it's interesting and I think that's one of the... Um, I guess the lucky things about, you know, Australia or, or New South Wales that, you know, we are helping our sort of first homeowners. Um, we've still got the negative gearing around for investors and so forth. So, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. I was just making my notes from all the things that um, all the things that we've chatted about today. Uh, it's been a wonderful chat with you. I'm going to take away some some good key items to um, that. The re real estate decisions are always an emotional one. Yeah. Always keep your emotional connection with them. Understand the risks, do your numbers and don't listen to the naysayers. 100%. So thank you so much for joining us, Dom. Is there anything else you want to add there? Yeah, you, you summarised it really well. And I, I like that you – one of the lessons coming out of this conversation is don't listen to the naysayers because it's such a Darren thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very like, <laughs> fuck off. I'm doing what exactly. I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> this is my decision, like my That's money, my, my future. You, you can do what suits you. I'm going to do what's going to suit me. Exactly. You know, and, and I really respect that about you. So, mate, again, thank you very much for your pleasure. time today. Absolute pleasure, Steph and Dom. It's great to see you both again. Yeah. So anyone that's out there that's that's liked some of what we've said, make sure that you like, subscribe, send it to all your friends. And, yeah, thank you all. And remember cool. to always leave your ATM card at home when you're off to the casino. Exactly. <laughs> another, <laughs> another life lesson from Darren Davis. Voila. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Thanks, Darren. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Beautiful.